Good morning, everyone. Good morning. It's so good, good to, to be here with you. I am excited about this morning and excited about the Word of God that God has put on our hearts for you this morning. It's Mother's Day. Happy Mother's Day and to I all believe, the ladies. Yeah, that's yeah. right. And I believe God has a, a special word for all of you moms, for all of us to understand really what God is, is doing in our families. Uh, I don't know if you've ever seen a, uh, a parent uh, give praise to their child, give praise, encouraging, you know, whatever. It's amazing to watch that because it's the child just beams, just begins to, to glow. And, you know, as fathers, we do that. We encourage our, our children and such. But the difference between a mom and a father is, is that the, uh, the father says it, but the mom actually believes it. I mean, she is totally invested in everything that's going on. I started last week a message uh, series called Jesus Changes Everything, and he does. Jesus changes your heart, your life. And last week's message, I really want you to have a chance to go back and watch that on, on how service changes everything. But Jesus changes everything, including... Our families, and that's what's crazy. We don't always believe that. We think Jesus can change maybe this financial situation, even the healing and such, but my family, man, that's so personal. That's so close. And I believe with all my heart that Jesus can even change your family. You know, fathers are, are, are crucial. Fathers are important, but a mother, a mother changes everything, really does. And I believe that, uh, that a godly mother changes everything. And that's what we just want to share with you. Uh, you can make a difference as a mother, as a grandmother, even as an aunt. Whatever it is, you can make a difference in, in people's lives. It doesn't mean you have to be perfect. It doesn't mean you have to get it all right. It just means that now, of course, we know you are perfect, but you don't feel like you have to live up to being perfect. You just have to be godly. You just have to have a heart after God. I love this, this psalm. It's, it's, it's just amazing. Psalm 116, verse 16. And this is what it says. Truly, I am your servant, Lord. I serve you just as my mother did. Now, that's a, that's a crazy verse for an Old Testament verse because they were so focused on the lineage from their fathers and, and leading the family and such that here is this author of Psalms 116 saying, it was because of my mother, it was because of the godly influence of my mother that everything changed. And, and you might think, that's, that, that's amazing. How did, how did that happen? Well, most a lot of scholars anyway, not maybe everyone, but a lot of scholars believe that Psalms 116 was actually written by the King Hezekiah. Now, King Hezekiah, there's several times in there he says, I'm going to die. It was over. I was, I was done. And all of a sudden, God brought me back. Yeah. And that's what we find in Hezekiah's life. So that's why people think that it was him. On top of the fact that his mother uh, was the daughter of Zechariah, the prophet, who, who had visions and saw things. Now, what's crazy is... His mother was a godly woman, yes, she was. loved yes. God and served God, but was married to a wicked, wicked king. This king, his, Hezekiah's father, was so bad that at the end they wouldn't even give him a, uh, an honorary funeral because he was so, so wicked. So here is Hezekiah that grows up to be a godly king in a broken, ungodly home. 
And that has to come from a mother that loved God, that poured everything that she could into his life. And that's what I believe you can do this morning. Yeah, and I think it's instinctive for us moms, and, and speaking as a woman, we truly believe that there is no person, no child that is too far gone. So here, as Greg was just saying, you had a very wicked father situation, but the mom's prayers mm. uh, brought about a son who then brought about uh, a change in the entire kingdom yeah, right, due to the right. fact that she was a godly mother. Now, she wasn't denying the reality of where she was at, and back in those days, as we all know, the, the king had the final say. Also in the home at that time, the dad had the final say. But yet she knew to raise that child in a, in a way mm. that he, he grew up and, and was very godly. So again, she just didn't deny the reality of things. But she recognized mm. that there was good there yeah. and that she could bring that out of him. I remember mm. when Jackie was first born and the report... So we didn't know that she had Kabuki syndrome until she was about two years old. But up to that point, there was just constant trips to the doctor, and we would mm. find out this bad report and then find out that bad report. And we just kept getting bad news after bad news after bad news. And just like any mom, first thing I did is went to the computer and started researching the syndrome and what can I do? How can we change this? And I was inundating myself with so much negativity that I suddenly realized, you know what? The Bible asks me, whose report will you believe? Mm. And in the word it says, we will believe the reports of the Lord. And that's when I knew and I felt the Holy Spirit say something to me and saying, all right, I'm not denying the reality. My daughter is special needs. She has a diagnosis. But do I have to believe everything in this report mm -mm. of what they said she would eventually develop or not develop? And I just refused to believe it. And I went to the scripture as a mom, and I prayed for her every day as every mom would. But I chose not to choose to recognize the truth of that, but not believe the facts. Mm. The truth was is that God said she was a child of him. Mm. And that changed everything for me. So I stopped doing the research. And I recognize we're going to raise her as normal as we can. Mm. And now we have this amazing daughter that does amazing things. And it just reminds me of the Shunammite woman in the scriptures where it talks about, I don't know if you remember, so this was a woman that had set up a room in the top of her home for the prophet. And the prophet kept coming through town and didn't have a place to stay. And she told her husband, I'm going to create this room for a place for the prophet to stay. And so the prophet then one day went to his servant and said, hey, what can I do for this Shunammite woman? Because she's done so much and she just gives. And um, what can I do to bless her? And what happened was, is she was without children. She was barren. And back in those days, as you know, that's basically was the woman's role. She was to bear children, and carry on the name yeah. of the family. So that was very, very important and probably would have been shunned by society for not having uh, a child. And so he prayed over her, and God gave her a child. Mm. And then later on in 2 Kings verses uh, chapter 4, it talks about how he's out in the field with his dad, and he starts complaining that his head is hurt, and he dies in the mm. field. Crushing. Here is... Um, a blessing from the Lord that now dies. Mm. And I mm. think that sometimes happens to us many, many mm -hmm. times where we think we've had a word from the Lord or uh, just 
something that we know, a purpose, and then everything around us falls apart and it dies. And so it says there in, in chapter 4 that she says, she goes out to the field and the husband says, why are you going to the prophet today? It's not the new moon. It's not the Sabbath. And she said, that's right. Everything's going to be all right. And she spoke faith there it is. into the situation. So good. She did not allow the facts of the situation to override what she truly believed. And she believed this child was a gift from God. Yes. She knew that he was and had been given to her as a promise of life. And so many of you know the rest of the story. She then goes to the prophet and says, why did you even pray for me to have this son if you were going to break my heart like this and have it mm. have it change? And now I have this death of a dream and death of a vision. And Okay, as, as a parent, I know that would be incredibly crushing. And some of you may have lost your child. And you know the devastation that that, mm. that brings. Mm. But God says in his words that he would bring life yeah. and bring it more abundantly. Yeah. And she believed that. And then the scripture goes on to tell us that he lays hands on the boy and the boy recovered. Amen. And she goes um, on to have a very great life with yeah, him. Yeah, it's true. So you're never too far gone. Yeah, that's right. And whether you're a wife, a, a mother, an aunt, but as a woman, you know that these dreams that God has given you, there's good there. God yeah. is still going to bring life into that. You'll believe it. That's true. And you'll stand for it. I think we, we even do that. It's easy to look on the outside. It's yeah. easy to just judge from what we see what we instead see. of really yeah. believing in Peter, in, in, in people. I love the way that Jesus comes to Peter and he, and he says, uh, Satan wants you, but I pray. Yeah. <laughs> in other words, yeah. I believe right. better. It's not going to end the way Satan wants it to. I believe in you, Peter. That's amazing. And I think that was one of those life threads that Peter hung on to, to even get to the end where Jesus could restore him. Because he said, you believed in me. You knew that I was going to do this, and you still believed in me. I think that's amazing. You know, there's even a scripture in 1 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 5, that, that might seem a little negative. It's about someone who is totally rebellious and needs to be thrown out of the church. But the verse says, hand them over to Satan. You say, whoa, that's, that's rough. That's really bad. But then it goes on to say, so that his spirit may be saved. In other words, let him go out into the world, but there's still hope. Man, I love that. I love the fact that whether we're talking about a child or we're talking about a mother came, there is always hope. No one is hopeless. No one is, is without any kind of hope. I think that's And great. I think as mothers, and this being Mother's Day, we instinctively know yeah, that. Yeah, yeah. There is no such thing as a hopeless child. Right. I know you may have some children that are maybe away from the Lord, and, mm. you know, our prayers do a lot. That's right. And the Bible tells us that when we are praying for them, that if we raise them up in the way they should mm. go, that they will return after many days. I think days. that's true. And I believe that to be very, very true. That's true. And as mothers, we also recognize that no sacrifice is too great. Mm. Especially, in my opinion, for the kingdom. Mothers always see the good in people and their children. And I think that they see the worth. Mm. And they withhold no good thing. Mm. And it's a good, it's, it's part of the scripture as well when God says, I will hold no, hold no good thing for my children. I think we instinctively get that as, as mothers. I remember, so I was raised a pastor's kid. My dad uh, pastored a very small church. 
And so there were some weeks where if that Sunday's offering didn't come in, my dad didn't get paid. And you got so, paid in chickens, right? Yes, yeah, sometimes groceries. <laughs> sometimes chickens, too. But it was it was so, just, um, we didn't notice it as We don't recommend that, by the way. Because don't, we don't had get a mom. Yeah, that's <laughs> true, too. We had a mom that sacrificed. And I remember just, I remember this story as clear as it was yesterday. All of us, we had, my mom had six kids, three girls, three boys. So I have five other siblings. And mm. we were just like back then, you, the sun was out, you ran outdoors, and you were outside playing. And I remember we all came in at lunchtime just starving because we had been running around all morning long since breakfast. And I remember my mother looking for the cupboards, and we didn't have any bread. Normally she would make us uh, peanut butter and jelly sandwiches or something. And I remember her looking through the cupboard, and I saw it on her face. Mm. And she just had that look of, what am I going to do? There's, there's, there's no bread in the house. And... Um, it's all good. The kids she, would understand, right? She found three. <laughs> she just I just remember this clearly because she found three hot dog buns, just three. And they were probably stale. And I remember my mom looking at those hot dog buns, six kids, three hot dog buns, no hot dogs. And she just rummaged through, found a little bit of butter, found uh, a little bit of peanut butter, and she divided these hot dog buns, they were already cut, into six halves. Mm. Buttered them and slathered them in what peanut butter we had and then put them in the broiler and it bubbled okay, up. I'm hungry. <laughs> I remember that being wow. so good. The hot dog bun had gotten a little mm. crispy because of the butter yeah. and the peanut butter bubbled up mm. on top and it was amazing. But you know, I thought about it later and I remember thinking, um, mom didn't have anything to eat and I wow. remember her telling us, wow. oh, I'm not hungry. Okay, looking back on it, now I know that that mm. probably wasn't true. Mm. But we naturally sacrifice for the good of people mm. and for the good of others. And I think that we don't always see the sacrifice of the moms until later on when we become a mom ourselves or we get that revelation. Yeah. And Moses' mother, so this is an interesting story, um, of Moses' mom, her name was Jacobed. And I think sometimes we forget because we just know she had Moses. But we forget prior to that, she also had Aaron mm -hmm. and Miriam. Right. And she raised all three of those kids to love God. Mm -hmm. And we remember the story of Moses. It's in Exodus 2 where she sends Moses out because they're going to kill. They they were worried that Israel was going to, growing too fast. And so the Egyptian pharaoh said, all right, to all the midwives, every male-born Israelite that is born... I want you to smother it and just tell the mom he didn't make it. Of course, the midwives Jewish wouldn't, do, mid midwives wouldn't no. do it, thank goodness. But so she, though, in order to protect her son, sends him out in the basket mm. among the reeds mm. in the river and sends her daughter, Miriam, to mm. watch over him every day mm. to just see how uh, to make sure that he's going to survive. So here's a mom that is sacrificing everything yes. to make sure that that child lives, sending Miriam back uh, out there to watch him. And then in Exodus 2.10, the scripture tells us that when the child grew older, and this is referring to Moses, that Pharaoh's daughter, because we know that now Pharaoh's has, daughter has now found him amongst the reeds, mm -hmm. she then decides that this is going to be her son, Miriam, his sister, has the wherewithal to say, hey, I know of a mother that can nurse him and raise him for you until he's of an age where he can go into the palace. 
which I think is incredibly forward thinking for the daughter yeah, to even was. do that. I think that she was incredible. being guided, or I know she was being guided by God at mm -hmm. that time. Mm -hmm. So she goes and does this, and then we learn later that um, she now is raising Moses with his other two siblings in a very godly way, instilling godly principles into someone who's now later going to be raised by the Egyptians, who we know didn't believe in the Israeli mm -hmm. God. And so the scripture then tells us that not only did she sacrifice having him out there in the reeds, but she wasn't able to name him. Did no. you know Moses was named by the princess, yeah, the Pharaoh's Egyptian daughter. Pharaoh's daughter? Yeah. And I believe it means uh, brought out of the water. Yes, or drawn, out of, drawn the water. out of the water. And that's where we get the name Moses. But that sacrifice that she made, what we realize later is even though she gave him up, and had to give him to the palace, he later on becomes the liberator of Israel yes. to the Egyptians. That's right. And not only that, but Aaron becomes the spokesperson. So now she has a son who's a spokesperson for God because yep. Moses was a stutterer and was a little nervous about doing that and also raised a prophetess in Miriam. After the Red Sea was parted and they were there. Miriam stands on the hill and sings out a prophetic word over Israel to God. So here's a mom, mm. because mm. of her belief in one thing, the true mm. God, mm -hmm. raises three godly children that end up changing the course of history wow. for the Israelites because of that belief of recognizing that no sacrifice, yeah. no sacrifice is too great. Right. And even though you may think that your child is out there in the world, and that you've turned them over to that, the Bible tells us that that will come back and that mm. sacrifice will not return void. That's amazing, especially since you realize that she only had a few years with Moses. Yeah. But those few years were enough to instill in Moses yeah. a desire for God and justice. That's amazing. Yeah. And See, encourages we, us not to give up. Absolutely right. I don't ever stop praying for those that I'm raised with. That That's so true. My relatives. And we have to learn that our sacrifice can create Moses. Your sacrifice that you give, that you make for your children, that you, that you maybe give to, to someone else, your sacrifice can actually create a Moses. You say, well, I didn't have that much time or I didn't do that much. It only takes a little bit of that God can use, a little seed that God can use to just expand it and make it huge. 1 Corinthians 10, 24 says, no one should seek his own good. No one, no one listening, no one in this room, no one should seek your own good, but only the good of others. Wow. That's what it means to sacrifice for others. That's what it's going to take to create Moses in your home, to create Moses in your church, to create Moses in your in your uh, work area, or your business, or your, with your employees. That's what it's going to take is to sacrifice for them. Imagine, imagine a church where everyone is sacrificing yeah. only, uh, sacrificing what they have for the good of others. Imagine that world. You know what that reminds me of? So um, many of you, obviously, we all know who Billy Graham was mm. and changed our nation yes. in the way he drew he others. Yes, incredible. He was saved in Sunday school mm -hmm. by a Sunday school teacher mm. who, if you listen to Greg's sermon last week, talked about Jesus changes everything and we change it through sacrifice. Mm. Somebody took the time to serve, and you talked about mm. serving last week. Mm. And this person was just serving in Sunday school yes. week after week, but somebody 
had to share that with Billy That's Graham. That's so true. And so sometimes that serving. And so if you want to serve in our children's, yes, just let us know. Yes. <laughs> because because you don't know, you might, you be, might be creating a Moses. You're thinking, oh, oh I'm Billy just Graham? doing this, yes. take care of the kids. No, yes. no, no. You're raising up a Moses. You're creating an Aaron, even though we screwed up later. But that's okay. Yeah. So did yeah. Moses. But the point, so the point is, Nobody people that can. Nobody raised perfect kids. No, no, that's true. But only God ours, only it, ours, yeah. were perfect, right? Yes, this and is true. And that was because of you, because yeah. you gave everything. That's what it says. They're up smart there. because of Greg. <laughs> they have fun because of me. <laughs> well, they do love God. You don't know. You don't know what you're doing. You don't know the sacrifice that you're making for other people. You don't know what you're creating in other people when you're believing and when you do that. And I believe with all my heart that a godly mother can do that. A godly uh, father can change their lives. And I think a godly mother just knows. I, I, I truly believe as women, whether we're mothers naturally or mothers through stepchildren or just mm, aunts, that's true. there's an instinctive... Um, Ability, I think, to be sensitive mm. to the things of the Holy Spirit yeah. and recognize that no future for our children or for others that we come in contact with is, is unattainable. Uh. We see the good. We see the yes. potential. Yes. And we see past those weaknesses and we believe that, that all things are possible. And the Bible tells us all things are possible for those who believe. Yes, so And true. I believe as mothers, we instinctively grab a hold of that and absolutely believe that we can see, not always see physically, but we believe the unbelievable. Yeah. And we see the unseeable. Yes. In no, uh, uh, many of us remember the story of Naomi and Ruth. Right. And how Ruth, Naomi Lot loses her, her husband. She loses her son. So she tells the girls to go back to their family. Ruth says, no, where you go, I will go. Mm -hmm. we, we know that verse and that scripture really, really well. But in Ruth, in chapter 3, Naomi sees something in Ruth that I don't Come think on. Ruth ever imagined. I That's don't think true. Ruth, I think Ruth really ran she along was a just foreigner. thinking, I'm going to take care of my mom, my yeah. mother-in-law. Yeah. That's all she saw. I don't think she realized that she would be in the lineage of Christ. But, but Naomi <laughs> saw something in Ruth and says, That's Ruth, so true. That's so good. and she says it in the scripture, now Boaz, and the scripture will go up here. He's a relative of ours. Tonight, he, he will be on the windling floor of the threshing floor. And she tells her to go to him. Right. And That's only because she, she believed saw, more. Yes, she yeah. saw the potential. That's true. I think she mm. saw Ruth mm. the whole time. I'm pretty sure was just fixated on, I'm here to serve. I'm here to take care of Ruth. And Ruth is going, nope, that's not your future. Your future is not to grow up and take care of me. And we all know that Ruth then marries Boaz. Mm. And then they have the father of David, and then David through that lineage, and then Jesus mm. Christ through mm. David. And so because of that sacrifice of service that she gave, but because she had a mom, even though it was just a mother-in-law that saw potential there and saw more and said, this is what you're going to do. I see something more for you. The entire, she gets to be part of the entire lineage, yeah. lineage of Jesus Christ. Well, and, We don't know. And I remember your mother, who's with Jesus now, woman that prayed for us and sometimes we had uh, moments when it was just uh, just the two of us sitting at the table Lisa's mother uh, Gloria and myself and she believed in me and I, I, I always I thought you're just my mother-in-law we yet, joke about it I think she loved him more than she loved me <laughs> uh, that's true yeah. now the point it's is true. that she believed in me 
And she, it was such an encouragement, the sacrifices that they made. Especially my mother was one of six children, and, and Lisa's mother was one of, uh, was, had six children as, as well. Yeah. I was one of six children. And I, and I, I, rem, I remember how my mother always encouraged me, always was, was, was there and made a difference. And if I do anything for God, if we have anything that we can lift up and say, God, here's the fruit of what we do, I believe with all my heart it comes from a godly mother that believed and was willing to sacrifice for us. Yeah. I remember a time my mom was, um, her sight hurt. And I remember, I can remember the moment I'm in the kitchen and she's holding her sight. And I said, Mom, what's wrong? She said, oh, my, I just got this sight pain. And she was making dinner. And she still made dinner. She worked all day. And then she came home and made dinner. My dad worked two jobs and came home and he was mowing the yard and he was working in his second job and here she is working all after walking away making dinner. She had a pain in her side, but that pain was appendicitis and she almost died. Why? Because she was making dinner. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we sacrifice I, for others. And I, I remember yeah. that story and well, I even yeah. see the sacrifices that Lisa makes for her children. And I just think a godly mother can do anything. And I think that is the spirit of what we're talking about this morning for each and every one of you. That if you take that on, it can change everything. Proverbs 23, 18 says, there is surely a future for you yeah. <laughs> and your hope will not be cut off. There is a future yeah, for you. Yeah, yeah. And on this Mother's Day, on this special Mother's Day, we're talking about the sacrifices and everything a mother does and how important a godly mother is and how I believe with all of my heart no matter where your family is or how you're, 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 what you're dealing with, a godly mother can change. Yeah. It could be a stepmother. It could be a grandmother. It, it could be a, a, an aunt that's taking care of the family. Whatever it is, I believe with all of my heart that, that makes all the difference in the world. See, God, God is with us. God yes. has a future yes. for us. God yes. wants to bless us. No future is unattainable. I no agree. future is yes. unattainable. No uh, dream. Don't sell out. Don't sell out your, your yeah. future because yeah. God has it. Don't dismiss your future because God didn't. And I believe that with all of my heart. God has so much more if yes. you're just willing to trust for you, for your family. And this morning, this special Mother's Day morning, we have a special gift for you in, in the back for all the mothers that are here and all the mothers watching online. Yeah. We're going to give you a test. If you can prove that you actually watched this video, we'll give you the gift too. Just yeah. kidding. <laughs> you, or all your sacrifices, yes. what we, this little thing, what we can do. But the point is, is that I believe God can touch your family. We're praying for your family. We We're are. believing that God can move in your family. It's, and, and you might look at some and say, oh, this one. Maybe God can touch these, but this one's really hard. Man, that's the one that God will use your love and your faith and your prayers right, to right. make the most miraculous turnaround. Even if they're out of the home and they're older now. Yes. The Bible still says our prayer, the effective prayer of a righteous man avails much. Mm. And I believe as women, when we pray, mm -hmm. because our righteousness is through Christ, and mm -hmm. that's why it avails much, because Christ prays through us and to mm -hmm. us, and he stands as a mediator between us mm -hmm. and God. And so our prayers are effective when they're for our children. So even if your children are away from God now and, and are already out of the home and maybe you didn't even raise them to love God because you didn't know then, it doesn't matter. Mm. Our prayers will still change things. That's right. 
And there's nowhere in the Bible that says prayers only last two states. They, it go, it'll go anywhere, yes. no matter where they're at. Yes. It'll go anywhere. And the, the, what you're sowing, what you're sacrificing, what you're giving for your child in your prayer closet, yes. when no one else knows and no one else sees, not only counting the sacrifices that they do see, those are what changes a family. And I'm praying for that. And I'm believing for that for your family to see God touching and changing to see this church filled from one end to another with families that have been made whole, that have been brought yes, together. Yes. And I want to pray for you. I want to pray together, Lisa. And uh, we're just going to pray and believe for your family. We're going to pray for your family, that God makes a difference in that. So, Father, in the name of Jesus, yes, I love you so much because we are all your family as we have given our lives to you. But, God, I pray specifically for that godly mother, that godly grandmother, that, that aunt, that sister, whatever uh, she is, that is praying and believing and that, that for their family to be made whole, for the, the, the heart to be turned towards you, for that son that's away, for that daughter that is broken, wherever they are, God, we, we agree with them. We join in the prayer yes, together in the name of Jesus. and ask you to touch them, to bring them home. God, as you bring them home, we'll come running toward them because we know that is your heart. God, I pray for anybody that's listening to this very special Mother's Day message and just feeling an emptiness inside because they don't know you. God, I pray right now that they turn their heart toward you and say, yes. God, come into my yes. heart. Cleanse me of all of my sin. God, we're praying for that, for everyone in the auditorium, for everyone watching online, that they find you a personal relationship name of Jesus, and Father, I pray. for those, the, the yes. scripture that we just said about hope. Father, I mm. ask right now that you instill hope mm. in every person here and those that are watching mm. us online. Mm. Father, Jesus. for those that thought the Jesus. dream was dead or that their children's never going to turn around or that, you know, they're just making mm. bad decision after bad decision, I ask that you renew that flicker mm. of hope and that these moms recognize we don't have control over our adult children anymore, but we do have control over our prayers. Mm -hmm. And I ask that you put that flicker of hope back into the parents mm. to raise strong families, and if they're no longer raising them, to pray for strong families, Father. Yeah. That we believe right now, mm. Lord, in the name of Jesus Christ, that in this place, right now, mm. in these people, Father, that we will raise an entire generation of those that will know you. And we believe and ask for that in the name of Jesus. Amen. 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 Happy, Happy Mother's, Mother's Day, Day, everyone. We, we miss you, but we'll see you next week. That's right.